It's time to ignite your life, empowering from the inside out. Stop comparing yourself to others. Imagine creating your lifeliness the way you choose. This is Now Women Ignite. You're about to meet some amazing entrepreneurs who will share their journey and the ups and downs that led them to where they are today. Listen with an open mind and heart. Now, here is your host, Karen Wright. Welcome, listeners. You're joining us today from Ogden, Utah, Now Women Ignite. We're so excited to have our guest, Emily Euler, today. How are you doing, Emily? Hi, I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. I am so excited. So today's topic is about creating your success story and what that is all about. How do you define success? When do you know you've hit your stride? Is it possible to experience success, serve others, and fill your own bucket at the same time? Well, our guest today, Emily, has done all of this. And we're going to be going in deep diving into a little bit more about Emily and what her story is all about. But before we do this, I love listeners, and you know how I am, to take the time, take the moment which we need to do today. <laughs> groundwork a little bit um doing a quick meditation i always ask as we go into this emily that you lean in with your heart kind of ego behind shut down your brain just for a moment as we take time to breathe and connect you and i together and then the our listeners listeners as always i invite you to join us so as we sit and cross your legs and just sit really comfortable closing your eyes And as you do so, take a deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. Then in through your nose again, out through your mouth. And one more deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. I invite you to take your hands and put them up around your shoulders and give yourself a big squeeze as you do this and repeat this affirmation three times. I am worthy of my love. 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 Take another deep breath in through your nose, out through your mouth. And then tapping your chest three times. Repeating the word accept. Accept, accept, accept. Accept. Another deep breath in. And release. Listeners, I hope that for these couple minutes, you are able just to be still, to be now, to be in the present. And the importance that it is to be able to go inward for a moment every day, just to be. One more deep breath in and exhale. Now, as we move forward, Emily, I love my affirmations. I've been an affirmation queen for um, the last like 10 years. And <laughs> one of those things where I write them on my, my mirrors, you can't even see my face because I've written all these affirmations. I've got doors that I write on, sticky notes. And listeners, I invite you to get out your sticky notes. Get out pen and paper, write down the affirmation for today. 
We have my new Shine Now or Never affirmation cards. So look how cool those are. They say the now on it. So important. And the affirmation for today is I am knowledge. I am knowledge. So when I read that affirmation, Emily, what did it make you think of? I am knowledge. I think it makes me think of all of the things that I've learned and all of the things that I want to learn and that I'm capable of, of that, of being able to learn new things and, and incorporate the things that I already know into what I'm doing in my world. I love that. And <clears throat> there's no limit on knowledge. That's what I love about it, is our brains are so powerful that we can continue to expand and grow. Um, and a lot of knowledge, I believe, is gained not just through books, but life experiences. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. So with that, Emily, I I would love you to share with our listeners. I can read your bio. I have it in front of us or whatever, but that's not what it's about. What it's about, I would love you to share with us a little about who is Emily Euler. And what makes her so happy and smiley all the time? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I haven't always been happy and smiley all the time. Um, you know, I got married when I was just barely 20 and had three babies pretty quickly. And then about 10 years in decided that um, that probably wasn't that being married was something that we needed to rethink a little bit. Um, so we decided to get divorced and I became a single mom and I was barely 30 and um, I was really, really scared. But, you know, I, I was raised by two really empowering uh, parents that taught me that I could do anything that I set my mind to do. And so I just thought, well, this is my new, this is my new life. This is what my uh, story is going to be like moving forward. And so um, I kind of embraced it. I, I got a job at Weber Human Services running a volunteer program. Uh, it was called the RSVP program. And um, it was specifically for individuals who are 55 and older. And I helped place them in nonprofits within our community to volunteer their time so that they could stay active and engaged after, you know, after their work life that they had had forever. And I really, really liked it. Um, I didn't, service has always been a really big part of my world because my mom and dad were very service oriented and my grandparents were very service oriented, but I, I'm not going to lie. When I was growing up, I was like, oh my gosh, do I have to go do one more thing like this again? I just, it, it felt like it was too much sometimes, <laughs> but then as I got older and I became an adult um, and I, and I got a job in that kind of um, environment, I realized how important it, it really is and how much it fills my bucket to, to serve others and makes me a better person, a better mom, a better friend. Um, anyway, I did that for about eight years and then an opportunity arose where I um, decided to come and work at Weber School District at, in the foundation office. And that's where we raise money for students in our school district. And I actually went from being, you know, the director of a program to um, being the secretary in the foundation. But it was something that I um, felt really strongly about. I really wanted to do. My mom was the foundation director for another school district and the work that she did for her whole 
uh, career was just so important. And I saw that. And so I wanted to be part of that in some way. So I came to the foundation. I was a secretary for about um, a year. And then I moved into communications and development for a year. And then I interviewed for the director position when, when my boss retired. And I was lucky enough to be given the opportunity to be the foundation director here at Weber School District. So, um, and, you know, this is all about service. This is about raising money for students and helping provide a better life for kids, um, better opportunities so that they are able to excel and become who they want to be in life, which um, I think is just really, really important. My kids have received those extra helps uh, because of the work that my mom did in Ogden School District. And I felt like it was something that I could excel at and, and I really, really wanted to do. Um, in between all of that time, between my divorce and getting a job at Weber Human Services and then moving on to Weber School Foundation, I, you know, was this single mom and I was trying to raise my kids and date and figure out what I wanted to do in my life that way. And I ended up um, in just this horribly abusive situation that lasted for about three years. And um, it was to the point where I almost lost my job at Weber Human Services and um, it was just, it was a really kind of scary time in my life. And I went from being this really confident, strong, I can do anything type of, of woman to this broken down, complete shell of who I used to be. And I just didn't really think that I would ever be able to um, step outside that again and be able to really make an impact or do anything good. Um, so, like I said, that lasted for about three years, but because of, you know, an amazing support system, my mom and my sister, well, my, my entire family, really, um, a couple of, of friends who just wouldn't give up on me and, um, and then coming to the foundation really did just change my life. And because of those things, I have felt like giving back is not only um, something. It's my responsibility. It's what I, I have to do um, because that's what people did for me. And that's why I was able to pull myself out of that really scary situation that affected not just me, but my kids and my family and everybody that was in my life. It was, it was hard and scary, but it's also something I think that was defining for me and showed me that um, with the right support system and with people building you up, and being in your corner um, and, and empowering you to do the things that they know that you can do, that really you can overcome anything and, and you know, the sky's the limit. You can do whatever you want to if you put your mind to it. So, and you that's do. Where I'm and, from. Yeah, you have a wonderful family. I love your family. I love your parents. I mean, they're amazing, you guys, listeners. I'm just telling you, like, kudos <laughs> <laughs> to them. They raise these beautiful ladies and kids and grandkids and, We've kind of gone back in history a little bit. We've known each other for a while and um, watching you go through some of those times in your life. Um, I remember that. I remember being at the gym and talking to you and, you know, and just kind of, hey, and it's not like we were like close hanging out. It was not like I was like, I just knew you were going through stuff and you were very careful with what you said and things like that. But um, things happen to everybody. And the fact that you have the support because not everyone does, but there's support out there for people. I mean, yes. I, you know, at the YCC, like that's um, for battered women 
it's a shelter for bad women and things like that. And there's all forms of abuse. And I know we've talked about this a little bit. It's not only just physical, there's, there's verbal and emotional abuse. Um, but there's during those times in life, you have to really step back and go, what am I doing? But it's almost becomes almost like quicksand. Yeah, absolutely. You're sinking and you can feel it, but there's, you can't, the more you move or try to move, the the further down you go. Mm-hmm. And kudos to you for getting out of that situation because no woman, no man, no child should ever be yeah. in a situation where they are abused. And you respected yourself enough and your family and friends respected you to help you. And that word respect has been one on my mind for this last uh, probably like three months, four months. And it's huge when I look at it. It's um, once you stop respecting yourself, anything can happen. And that to me is very scary. That's yeah, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that, um, and it's, it's kind of easy to let it happen if you're listening to negative outside, you know, comments or energy or whatever it is that you're letting in that, that can make you start to feel that way. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the same way if somebody is building you up, if you hear it enough and if you listen to it enough and you're really receptive, then, you know, you can, you can make the best of that and really become who you want to be. But if you're constantly letting that negative in and maybe not even intentionally, it's just, you know, Repetition is a crazy thing. You hear it enough, you start to believe it. And and it goes both ways. <laughs> well, it goes both ways. I mean, people say, oh, we were brainwashed. I'm like, yeah, we're all brainwashed one way or yeah. the other. You know, it's like, it's right. just, <laughs> repeat. And that's what happens. Um, yeah. And I think it's very important that you're able to take, um, look at, you know, the negative of what happened in your life and be able to turn around and now moving forward and helping other people. And you just got done with a, a great fundraiser this last week um crazy crazy time for you but tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit about what you did sure. yeah so christmas tree jubilee is our major fundraiser here at weber school foundation it's how um we raise a good portion of the money that we're able to put back into classrooms to support students and teachers and just provide additional opportunities for kids in our school district um, but it's a week-long event It is always every year, the week of Thanksgiving on um, Monday, we have about a hundred or so. Well, it's more like about 200 volunteers come in, but they donate and decorate Christmas trees on Monday. Uh, And then Tuesday, we turn around and sell those Christmas trees uh, at our gala, which also includes a silent auction and a live auction um, dinner. And then we do a special ask, which is. Uh, for something that we've identified with district uh, directors that that really we need some extra funding for. And this year we are focusing on teen centers. We've got um, like almost nine, almost a thousand students in Weber school district or student age kids in Weber school district who are suffering from homelessness, Uh, couch surfing, not able to do their laundry, not able to even take a shower or, or unsure where their next meal is coming from. And that's just a pretty scary number. and something that no child in our community should be facing um, 
Weber County, we're at one in five kids are suffering from hunger, which is worse than our state, which is at one in nine, which is still not great. That's right. still really, really bad. Um, but so that's something that we as a school district have decided that we really wanted to get behind and support and make sure that those kids have equal and the same opportunities that anybody else does, even though, you know, they're starting at a little bit of a disadvantage. Um, students can't learn if their bellies are hungry and if they're worried where they're going to sleep at night. It just makes it impossible for them to focus while they're in school. So we were able to raise in our ask just over $180,000 in about 10 minutes just from community members raising their hands and saying, uh, yes, we'd like to support that at this level. And um, it's just, it makes you really grateful for where you live in the community. Yeah, the community that we that we have and and the importance that they, you know, put behind education and supporting kids. It's really amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. So throughout the year, what if like our listeners right now, is there a way they can go and help with this foundation, even though the gala is over? Sure. I mean, we do, we do lots of um, different things within the schools. If there's, if you have a neighborhood school that you'd like to volunteer at, you know, we always, we always need volunteers reading to kids, different things like that. We do a golf tournament each year. Um, the time really where the foundation needs volunteers is during our events, but schools can always use the extra help for people in lots of different ways. So reach out to your look to your neighborhood school. And if there's something that they need help with, which there always is, um, they can find something for you to do. You can also, you know, obviously always make monetary donations through the foundation and that just, you can go to our website for that. It's just really easy. It's PayPal donation and you can decide where you want that to go and who you want that to serve. So. And what's the site for that? What was that? It's found it's foundation.wsd.net. And you just click the donate now button and it will give you a drop down menu of either a school that you'd like the donation to go to, or just to the foundation in our unrestricted account, which is how we pay for school grants and class grants and do student sponsorships and just support in general that way. Okay. That's amazing. Listeners take the time right now, write that down the um, link to the foundation and go and donate. I mean, $10 helps $5. It doesn't matter. Oh, absolutely. Because it, it, it's just spreading and continue to do that. The, our kids are our future. And that just, that's, it's scary son, when you're saying one out of five kids or don't have food or might be homeless and things like that. Like that mm-hmm. number is huge. Yeah. And we scary. live, we live in a pretty, you know, our state's pretty wealthy and, you know, and I just think, what are we doing as, as humans, as mankind? Yeah. These are just basic kind of human rights needs that, that some of these kids are just not getting. And it just, it shouldn't happen. Shouldn't happen. We should do what we can to fix it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And then with, um, how does that work? Like with, um, when kids are homeless, like they're just couch surfing, you said, so they're going from one family, one friend to another, to another. Yeah. Um, Are their parents homeless? Is it like a rippling effect? Yeah, sometimes, um, like one example, I, I just was talking to one of our teachers and um, a student and his mom were just living in the car because they had been through, uh, you know, a, a yucky divorce or something, I think it was, and and they had to leave the home. And so they were sleeping in the car. And I mean, how do you live out of a car? Yeah, you yeah. don't. 
you can't. And so, um, you know, another thing, it's really hard. It's hard enough for kids to go to school and kind of try to keep up with the trends and, and feel like they fit in. But when you're going to school and you don't have clean clothes and you smell funny because you haven't been able to take a shower in a week and a half, I mean, that makes it so much harder for those kids. So what these teen centers will have um, will be laundry facilities, showers. There will be a student advocate in there at all times to offer additional resources that our community um, can help with. Uh, Homework help, information about how to apply for FAFSA so that they are able to get scholarships and and student um, support to go to college and be able to kind of pull themselves out of this, you know, this hard life circumstance, really, that that they didn't have a choice in ending up there. So how many um, teen places will you have? What are so we're starting our first one construction actually will start next week. That one I'm so excited. Yes. that one will be at two rivers high school, which is on 12th street. That's our alternative high school. Uh, and then we will, our goal is to have a teen center in each of our high schools in Weber school district. So we'll probably move on to the Roy and Bonneville areas, um, high schools, and then extend out from there. Oh, that's going to be amazing. I love that. I love that. Um, that whole role going there. That's going to be, Yeah. It'll be amazing. It'll be a really good chance for some of those kids to be able to pull themselves out and, and change that trajectory of, you know, their future. And I know in your life you've had, and you mentioned, you know, positive impact influencers in your life. And, um, I'm like tearing up. I don't know why. (laughs) And Listeners, you know me, I can laugh, I can cry, I can do everything all at once, but I know some of those positive influencers in your life. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the fact that you're taking the time and giving back. Thank you. I feel like um, my mom and dad have been just the most amazing examples of support and empowerment. And, you know, there we had, I've got two sisters and a younger brother, but three girls are the oldest. And I remember my dad just being such an advocate for anything that we wanted to do. We could do whatever we wanted to. And it didn't matter if it was only for boys. It didn't matter if it was Uh, something that, you know, was outside what girls should be doing. He and my mom supported us both or supported all three of us and my brother, no matter what we wanted to do. And so I grew up really feeling like girls and women um, could do anything that anybody else could do. Uh, That changed a little bit for me when I ended up in, in that abusive relationship because I just, you know, all the confidence that I had was kind of removed from my life and I didn't feel like I could do anything, but then, um, you know, having, having that to look back on the way my dad treated my mom and the way my dad treated his daughters and the way my mom treated all of us, um, 
it, you know, you get those glimpses of how it used to be and how it should be. And I think that's what kind of helped pull me through. But then when I got to the foundation, my boss here, his name is Chris Zimmerman. He, um, he was one of the best mentors and supports that I could have ever had. And he gave me, you know, it was funny. I used to think, why are you making me do this? I'm not the director <laughs> of the foundation. And later on, I figured out it's because he was preparing me for this role and I couldn't be more grateful to him. Um, and while I was in my communication and development role here at the foundation, before I became the director, I got really involved with women in business through the Chamber of Commerce at Chris's suggestion. And um, it was life-changing for me. That has been one of the coolest experiences of my career. And being able to meet and collaborate with women from women and men, really, from all over um, our community and learn from them and uh, lift each other up and really support each other in, in our careers and in our volunteer opportunities and, and in our personal lives. It really has been the most uplifting and empowering experience for me and really changed my life for the positive. It's been, it's been, I've met my best friends through women in, or through women in business um, that I can't even imagine my life without at this point. Uh, some of the strongest women that I um, have had the opportunity to be around and learn from and be built up by and me doing the same for them. It's just, um, if you're, if you want to be part of something you know, that is a very positive experience and is community oriented and really wants to just make things better. Women in business is an amazing place to be. Yeah, I love that. But I was going to talk to you about that too, because you were on the board, the committee this last year, right? Yeah. Yes. I've been on the women in business board for six years. This was my last year. And I got, I had the opportunity to plan the women empowered conference, which was in September. And so, um, let's news a little bit about that because that I've been to a couple of those and they're amazing. <laughs> they are. They um, it's it's a it's an all day conference put on by the Women in Business Committee. And we bring in speakers from really we try really hard to get speakers from our own community or our own state uh, because we have so many amazing. Yeah, people here that we should really utilize. And so. We brought in um, Andrea Williams was our keynote speaker. She is the chief executive officer for the Utah Jazz. Um, she's this amazing woman who has amazing leadership skills and 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 leads out with you know things that are happening with our very own NBA basketball team, which is so right. cool. That is. So um, cool. We had Nisha DeGaring from ABC's Good More Good Things Utah come I love her. and speak to us. She was amazing. Uh, we had, uh, gosh, now I'm, now I'm on the spot and I'm, I'm missing okay. some of your names, but it was just a really amazing day of, of learning about leadership, learning about, um, women in business, learning about how to overcome some difficult situations, uh, in, in the work environment. Cause as, as most of us know, 
Utah is still um, one of the states that the um, gender wage gap is really bad. <laughs> and, you know, and just listening to people um, talk about how you can overcome some of those things and really be strong, strong in your work environment and, and do anything that anybody else can do. And, and you see it because these women are doing it. And it's amazing. And I think, I mean, this whole, before the show, we were talking, um, it's, you know, my whole, my whole goal is igniting the women. That's what women in business is, is about bringing women together, seeing, seeing the goodness thing, seeing their uniqueness and who they are and their empowerment that they have. And instead of going, oh, I wish I was like Emily. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, Emily, you're a powerhouse. I'm a powerhouse. Let's work together. Let's join groups. Let's join forces and build and lift that female energy up and forward because we are powerful. Yes. Women are so powerful and we've always taken the back seat. And in my mind, it's time for us to start driving. And I, women I think that, that, yes, I think that where our power comes from is our authenticity and really being who you are, showing up as your authentic self and using that to make things better. If we were all the same, it would be a very boring life and nothing would ever get done and no change would ever happen. Um, and, and change needs to happen. And if you come in with your being authentic and really with this um, positive, uplifting, empowering attitude, things can be far different and, and change for the better, which is, I think, what we all probably want. I hope that's what we want. <laughs> and I think that this um, generation coming forward, I mean, I know my daughter, she's in, you know, mid twenties and just turning 30. Now her whole thing um, in the workforce is, and she's in sales and sales is hard as a woman yeah. in the workforce and having her join, join hands with these women and going, you know what, we can do this. And um, the power that she has for this younger generation coming forward to me is amazing. And that's what we get to do as role models, as females, as women in business. We get to help these younger generation. Yes. I mean, they're, they're powerhouses. They're yeah, I, I always kind of, I always look at my daughters and they are, I have three kids, two girls and, and a son. And um, they are, all three of them are just strong and independent and want to change the world. And I think that is just so cool. And they're, and they're doing things to get there. And, um, I was not there at, at that age. I think it's so cool that they're already thinking about, you know, wanting to really make a difference in, in their lives, but in, in this world around us. Yeah. And we need more of that. And I think through everything that what the Weaver school foundation is doing with the teen support line, helping those, helping the teens get them, you know, get, get them rooted again and moving forward because there's so much potential. Right. And just what this whole community is doing is absolutely amazing. And I love the fact that you're involved and you're in it and that our paths have crossed over the years. And I have admired you so much with everything that you've done and everything you've been through. It's absolutely amazing. And um, well, I feel the same way about you. Just, just so you know, I, I, 
it's nice to look at people and know that they've been through things. And, and you said earlier um, that everybody has something and you're right. Everybody does have something. And if we support each other, everybody can get through that something. <laughs> if we don't support each other, it makes it a lot harder. So, yeah. And I think sometimes as women, we don't want to look like we're a failure. I mean, social media to me sometimes is gets me just because it's always about the good, you know, it's always yeah. like everything's happening good. And I hire an assistant to post and do my things for me because it, I'm like looking at going pretty soon. I'm sucked into that tunnel going, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm not comparing or, you know, I can't do that. Oh, they're so happy. Why can't I, you know, and all of a sudden I'm getting in that mindset where I'm all about not, mm-hmm. you know, be who you are, be, yeah. <laughs> be <laughs> strong. And I find myself. Sometimes slipping down, going, who am I? Yeah. What do I? What's to my do. value? What do I have to offer? Yeah. And I know as humans that happens, but I think more so, I've learned to to focus in on what lifts me up, and I love seeing and supporting women who are doing things, but who are also very vulnerable. I mean, I just went through the month of November. I don't know if you saw it. It was um, instead of like, what are you grateful for? It's what are your my summits, the valleys and the summits. And uh-huh. I shared with, you know, with everyone, the valleys I went through this last year, you know, it's not until you're in the valley that you can look up and go, oh my gosh, I'm in this muck and things that have happened because things happen to all of us. Yeah. And life can be crappy sometimes, <laughs> you know, but yes. how long are we going to stay in the crap? Right. Before we take that foot forward. And the yogis believe we're all going to have that shit happen. But you know what? Move forward. Move to the light. And it's all about you being able to do that. And if not, having that support team like many of us have to get us through that, to summit, to get to the top of that mountain. Yeah. And be able to see the view. And then slowly go through the next one and all about that. And looking back at the valleys that I've been through, those are the times I grew those are the times where I was aware mm-hmm. of my next move, my next road, right or left, which way am I going? And I think it's very important for us to understand that it's okay to be in valleys. It's okay to hurt, but don't stay in it for very long. Absolutely. And see what we learn and grow from it. So I think that is so important. Before we um, close, word of advice that you can give to our listeners today. Be open to learning from other people. Um, I think sometimes, at least for me, and I, I don't think I'm like this as much anymore as I used to be, but I can do it. I can do it by myself and I don't need any help. <laughs> I, I feel like that didn't get me as far as I wanted it to. Um, so I think be willing to accept people's help, be willing to accept advice, um, do what fills your bucket and what makes you feel good. And, um, you know, be open to that because if you're not, it can be a hard road. <laughs> I'm, I am laughing so much just because I've, I have like tried to prove point. I am independent. Yes. <laughs> like, I can do this on my own, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, you know, 10 years down the road going. Okay, I am independent and I've been fine and I'm successful and I love my life. And I'm like, okay, now now I'm ready <laughs> to allow maybe people in to help me, you know? 
Yes. And you're thinking more of the relationship type people, but it's just like, it's pretty, it's amazing because I'm like, I am doing this on my own. So that just hit my button right up going, yep, I know exactly what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got this. You know what? And that's the thing. That independence is beautiful, but asking for help also and letting others serve mm-hmm. and allow, because we're all about service, right? And giving to others, but it's hard for, I know, you and I to receive that. Yeah. And, um, that has been something I give my, my, my whole motto this year has, I give myself permission to receive and I keep repeating that and then let go, let God, you know, I control is, can be a bad thing. And yes. <laughs> I have been one who can be controlling schedules and things like that, where Maybe it's not what the universe that God wants for me at this time. And right. let me tell you, I've hit many walls going, oh, okay, how many times can I like hit my head against the wall? Because I'm going to make this happen. <laughs> I'm going to make this happen. And, you know, I'm sure guys yes. just going, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's one of those things. So listeners, remember, ask for help. Give yourself permission to receive. And it's okay. And you can be that strong, independent woman. And receive. And that's to me where that grace comes in. Independent and strong in grace as you move forward into your being the feminine that you are and the beauty, the beautiful woman, women that are out there. And men, we love you too. And before we close, remember our affirmation for today. I am knowledge. And knowledge is book learning. It's living life. It's the wisdom that we've gained through the valleys, through our, our summits. Until next week, now is the time for the power of women to set fire and shine brightly as we stand together as one, yet as our own unique, brilliant selves. Emily, thank you for being with us today on this podcast. Thank you. I, I really enjoyed it, and it was, it was really fun. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Listeners, until our next podcast, sending you all love and light. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Now, Women Ignite can be heard monthly on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We look forward to you joining us again. The book Now or Never, Shine Baby Shine, is authored by number one international best-selling author Karen Wright. Karen's book invites readers to learn and grow through every aspect of her life. She invites all who have experienced any loss in their life to take time, read, and feel her words as she opens her soul page after page. Through each twist and turn of her journey, Karen invites her readers to heal and become the person you are truly meant to be. Find your truth, live now, and shine. Visit shinenowornever.com or look for the book on amazon.com. Everyone knows a realtor. A seasoned realtor, Karen Wright, has the experience and the knowledge of this crazy market. Whether you are a first-time homeowner, downsizing, or divorced, Karen understands the importance of easing the pressure for her clients. A hands-on realtor, Karen has been known to paint rooms, box up toys, bring food to her exhausted clients, and even help them find movers and cleaners to help simplify the process. She reminds her clients to take a deep breath and trust in her. For your next real estate needs, remember Karen Wright at Realty Paths Summit. Visit yourbestmoveyet.net.